Hey, this is Pastor Joaquin G. Molina from Spring of Life Fellowship, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. I hope you're encouraged with this message and you stay the course to change the world. God bless you. Father, thank you for this day that we're in the house of God, uh, surrounded by those that you have washed with the blood of the Lamb. Thank you for adding us to the church. Thank you for being those that will be numbered uh, as your people. You are our God. We are your people. So, Father, we pray that you would bless your word this morning. As we have gathered on your day to worship and to praise and to lift you high, Lord, and to recognize that you are the source from which we are, uh, are receptive to peace, to assurance, to the certainty of things gone well, Father God. Uh, we know the plans that you have for us, plans to give us a future and a hope. So our expectation is from the Lord. And Father, we rebuke the spirit of fear that has gripped the hearts of multitudes upon multitudes of people, Father God, that are walking and being shepherded by death, Lord. The Bible says that, that those that are shepherded by death uh, will be taken captive in the torment and in the... In, in the the dungeons of hell, Father God. But we have a different expectation and we have been saved by grace and we have been rescued and redeemed by he who loved us. So we pray that you extend your word into our hearts now and that your word would be a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path, that your word would be a good seed planted in good hearts that will produce good fruit, Lord. We pray that you would prosper your word in our lives and that it would ever abound for an increase of flourishing that fills the earth with your glory. Renew our minds, Father God. Uh, restore our soul. And Father God, give us a steadfast spirit that we might serve you with high, high excellence. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Now, as we are looking at the landscape of what is happening around us, uh, we're seeing the demise of, of a leadership or a, an order of rule. And I just want to ask you, and by way of, of, of inquiry, as we see the world without following um, proper leadership, um, who are you following and who has God put in your life as a leader? And, and how well do you do when that leadership speaks in your direction. Um, I, I know that there are men here that have been coming for years and they would say that I'm their pastor and I'm their leader, but they don't follow me. They're, they're, they're walking in outright full blast rebellion and, and they, don't, they don't do so purposefully or deliberately. There's always an excuse as to why they do not follow instructions. And I just want to suggest, like I did at the beginning, that the nature of Leviathan is in total rabid rebellion against anything that would want to direct him in a direction of purpose. Um, the devastation of this, when you reduce it to its smallest scale, is rebellion in the house. How, how many are rebellious to the house where you live? I don't, don't raise your hands too quickly. Um, how many of you, it, it rubs you wrong 
to hear from those who God has appointed to lead in your home. Because if you're not at the most basic level of, of entities, uh, the, what the Bible calls, and, and this is it, the, most, the, most, the basic unit of, of leadership and government is a household. The word oikonomos, it's a Greek word which, uh, where we get the word economy from. How you run your life, and and when you th- when things in an economy are broken and ruined and distraught, uh, when barrenness and unfruitfulness is what is bred in the land, um, that Psalm sixty eight verse six says, a rebel will dwell in a dry land. The rebellious, their habitation doesn't flourish. Left to themselves. Um, the Bible says they would be, Proverbs 25, 28, a city without walls. They don't have any protection. They're continually being plundered. A city broken down without walls. Some of your lives um, will not be guarded, protected, and provided for because what God has provided in a covering for your well-being, it doesn't exist there. And so the Bible says, whoever cannot rule his own spirit. Do you know somebody like that? Um, I, I would be, uh, if, if you're on a baseball team, if you're on a football team, and, and the coach is telling everybody, listen, this, these are our plays. This is when we practice. This is when we're going to get together and watch film. And then you see the guy over there. And he's on the team, but he's sitting with his chair and he's watching his own film. He's going to his own practice and he doesn't show up to be part of the team. What do you call that? I want to suggest it's a rebellious spirit. It's a, disobe- it's a disconnect that if his wife were to treat him how he treats his leaders, there would be mutiny on the bounty. There would be a total, a, a total disparity of direction. So I'm blown away by people that are on my team. This is, they're, they're the first level rung. You know, they're, they're the, the first string. And then when they turn around, okay, we got, we got everything that God has given you, Pastor. We, we've, we, we're downloaded. We've received. We got the vision. We're walking in the, in, in the call of God for our lives and our family. And then they turn around and they tell you, hey, you take off, go that way. Because I think, you know, over there... Uh, John MacArthur's doing something good, and you go with Hillsong because he's doing something good. And you and and what they're doing is they're disparaging. They're 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 just they're just destroying the the sustenance of what God has given us. So we're going to see this today. Um, I want to suggest that what's happening in America, and we're seeing it. Listen, this is the most baby level rebellion. You guys can't appreciate. Um, the it, some people think it's cool that that you would march with rebels, that you would go in a direction that's contrary to order and to rule. It's called anarchy. And if in your heart of hearts you think anarchy's fun, I, I want to suggest it's not fun. And I want to suggest you don't teach your wife to be rebellious, and you don't teach your children to be rebellious, and you don't teach your family to walk without fear of the reverence of of what God has appointed from the beginning 
Because when God reveals his character from day one, we see Revelations chapter 13, verse one, it says that all things put in rightful order, Romans 13, one, I'm sorry, I said Revelations. Romans 13, one, all things put in rightful order is governing authorities. For there's no authority then if you find that no one's ruling your life, you know that you're outside of God because God has been faithful to provide leaders. God is faithful to give you someone that will give you the direction of your blessing and prosperity. And so how far are you from that? And I want to suggest the people that were leaving Israel they were leaving Egypt with Israel. They were the ones that they, they were called the ones that stayed at the back and the straggling. I think that's the word. They, they were like, they, were, they weren't at the front right there following the fire, the column of fire and the cloud. They were the stragglers. So how do you measure your capacity to follow? Because your capacity to follow determines those that are right behind you. And, and you're, you're sitting on the back of the wagon and just one bump, what happens? You're off the wagon. And then I want to ask you, what are you going to do? You're going to have to, um, you're going to, have to ask God for mercy that you thought it okay to not understand this concept. So, so I've named this, this message the essence of leadership because I want to suggest that ever so often in the heart of God's people, they forgot to follow their leaders. And so when you have no leader, the Bible says everyone does was right in his own eyes. So it becomes, we're a family of six in my home. Imagine six people who says, we're going to go have dinner. And I, I want a burrito, I want a taco, I want sushi, I want steak, I want corn, I want a hot dog. Whatever the case is, it's utter craziness. And so the unity of the church is our capacity to say, you know something? We're, we're, we're on the same we're on the same page. And obviously the devil is constantly trying to get us on a different page. And, and I want to suggest, and, and we have people here all the time that they have a lot of good ideas. And I tell them all the time, I said, how do you like a thousand good ideas? What if everybody's just doing what is their good idea? And the Bible says that's a heart of the people that do not follow a leadership expression. Proverbs 16.32, he who is slow to anger is better than a mighty man. You know, a lot of times we get offended, and that's why uh, when we started going to Nicaragua, there was a man in our church, he says, I don't agree with you guys going to Nicaragua. So I have decided from now on, I'm not going to bring my tithe to the house of God. Really? <laughs> man, why don't you find yourself another church? Why don't you go take everything that you, you know what? You're a curse to any people because wherever you're at, you're just going to bring your contention as to why not to follow. 
I have another thing. I have another mindset. I don't honor the people God has appointed in my life. And so here in America, we have the same expression. He who rules his spirit is stronger than those who are able to influence a city. So I want, I don't know about you, if, if I see all these people destroying cities, then I want to learn, Lord, how do I lead my spirit so that I could be stronger than the influence of an entire people group? All these people that are destroying cities, if you were to ask them, hey, who are you following? They're going to say, nobody, because I'm bent on rebellion. My gig is disobedience. I don't have a family I could show you. I don't have a marriage I could show you. I don't have children I could show you. I can't even, I can't even tell you that my children are going to follow me because if, like the, if they were to be like their father, they would be strong-willed. They would have a stubborn head. And so I, I really believe that the nature of man outside of the spirit of the Lord is, is just like Satan. Imagine being in heaven, being an archangel, the seal of perfection, and you want to put your throne above the throne of God? That's the devil's nature. And so here, uh, we, we always say Monday nights, I meet with the men. And all the men are not retards in this place. We have brilliant men. But they don't show up on Monday. They don't show up on Monday. So I was like, I would love for their wife, for them to tell their wife, you know, we're going to meet and uh, we're going to gather because I'm the head of the household, you know. And, and we're going we're gonna to meet for dinner Monday and we're going to sit with the family and have their wife do exactly what they do when they're supposed to meet with the pastor and not show up. And you say, hmm. Well, I'm the head of my, you're not the head, nothing, mister. You don't have a head. You're never going to be the head. You're never going to have any semblance of any weight of honor because you don't honor anybody. And so I know from what I read scripture that in Judges chapter 1 verse 10, when all the generation who was connected to Joshua had left this earth, is that the verse? It says, um, man, let's go to Judges chapter 2, verse 11. Let's see if we connect there. The children of Israel, when Joshua died, they went back to doing things that were wrong before the Lord. As long as Joshua was present, they were all following in the direction of the call of God for Israel. As soon as he died and all the fathers died with him, everyone went back to doing their own thing. Now, tell me that that's not a curse. Tell me it's not a curse. Verse 12, it says, they forgot the Lord God of their fathers. Yeah, last week was Father's Day and we, we did Wednesday night the Father's Blessing. I just have to say that the people that, that walk outside of the Father's blessing, their, their life is set for ruins. The, the fathers who brought them out of the land of Egypt, and they begin to follow other gods, other priorities, amongst the gods of people who were around them, they just picked other things to serve. 
They weren't serving their God in their season. They, they provoked the Lord to anger. So I want to suggest that this cycle of craziness, let's say that, that already a generation of people that don't know God, that, that aren't connected to somebody who knows God, how many of the families do you know are led by a man who loves Jesus? Does, does anybody know? We don't have many. If we see on a landscape, we have a guy who worships the dolphins. Another guy worships going fishing every weekend. Another guy worships uh, the stock market. Another guy at the head of his household, he's bowing down to different priorities and pursuits. So we have very few families upon the earth whose Lord is Jesus. Their father's not, hasn't brought the Bible into the house. So now we have a nation of a bunch of rebellious people. The policeman says, stop. And what do they do? They're like, I'm not listening to you. You know why? Because they have nobody in their house that say stop. They don't, they don't respect. They, listen to me. They're beating up teachers in the classroom. They, they don't have, chaos is rampant. Now, if we don't have a people that love God and understand the word of God, the Bible says, it continues on to say in verse 14, the anger of the Lord was against Israel, so he delivered them into the hands of, listen to me, plunderers and those that would spoil them. If, if, if you remove leadership, if you remove the order of God, all you have is a bunch of people doing whatever they want. And they ruin your home. They ruin your finances. They ruin your property. They have no reverence, respect for anything in any direction. They get on the scene. We call them goats. How many remember we call them goats? They eat the branches. They eat the leaves. They eat the fruit. They eat the 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 trunk, they eat the roots, they leave a barren, ruined land. When, when the goats came into Israel, it was a land that flowed with milk and honey. They bought the black goats and they devoured the land. When they finished doing what they do, bunch of takers and no givers, there's ruins. How many of those want one of those in your family? Absolutely. People that do not have a heart for the sacred reverence of the gift of God. So here, verse 15, we continue to read. It says, these people that were being plundered and spoiled, wherever they went out, the hand of the Lord was against them for calamity. Imagine God not showing up. You don't show up, so why should God show up? You don't. You don't consider your disposition. I just want to say, and I really believe it, it's, it's men who have never been spanked. Men who have never been spanked. I went out to a men's conference. There was 5,000 men there. I said, if you have never been spanked, stand up. 3,000 men stood up. Never been spanked. They don't even know what they're doing is wrong. Hey, you got to show up at men's conference on Monday night, okay? Yeah. Hey, you got to show up at men's conference. Listen to me. If you take the last six months of Monday night, how many times have they shown up? I feel sorry for their wives. 
Because if they're not leading, they can't provide what God wants to give them to lead. And so this is, our church is really, you know, it's very unusual because our church, another church would like, okay, let's sing Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound, and let's go home. No, man, I'm going to say that you're a jerk. You're a jerk because you're cursing your family with not being able to do just the minimum because there'll be a day that pastor is gone. Pastor's not going to call you anymore to meet. Uh, when we stopped meeting on Monday nights here, the men were like, but aren't we going to meet? I go, you know something? Now there's a season where we can't meet. It was great when we were meeting. We were getting prepared for what was coming. How many say amen? And when we were serious about manhood, so we showed up because manhood is the foundation of husbandry is the foundation of fatherhood and you want to be a husband and father and you not even a man you have no one's respect with respect of how you govern your affairs so if you're feeling really bad right now you can repent you can say God let me start being the man you've called me to be in the place you've called me to be because you're going to send me out and somebody's going to reproduce after my kind Somebody's going to follow my horrible example. I'm going to want to hold people up to a standard that I don't keep. I'm a Pharisee. I'm right. All these dictations of large expressions of theology and faith and, and orthodoxy. And you are a bum. You're a bum. Because your life doesn't live what you proclaim. And so I'm saying that if... If we don't deal with the house of God, we can't expect the guys of Antifa to follow those who don't lead. How are they going to follow footsteps that don't exist? What are your children going to become? They could only become the expression of that which they imitate. And here, verse 16. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Nevertheless, the craziness was happening, the plundering, the spoil, the rebellion, the, the insanity. But God raised up leaders to deliver his people out of the hands of Antifa, out of the hands of chaos, anarchists, Marxists, socialists, rebels. They're, they're a plague in the land. Our, our kids don't know about that stuff. Our kids don't know about the stuff. There was a guy by the name of Manning Johnson. He wrote a book, Color, Communism, and Common Sense. And he was the leader of the Communist Party. And they took him. He was a black man. They took him all the way to Russia, and they were in training him, and he was going to be a powerful leader. And he found out, wait a second, this is the devil's jig. This is the devil's trick to deceive mankind into captivity. And he broke loose. He became a Christian and wrote that book to bring an insight on people not to fall prey to those with a loud voice of destruction. So the loud voice of God in the house of God today is the essence of leadership begins with you. And I ask you, who are you allowing to lead you? Who are these judges that God has raised up in your life to deliver you out of the hands of those that are going to strip you? Who are these people that speak louder than the voice of God in your life? 
I've once said, and I'll say it again, if you are called to be a man in the house of God and to serve amongst your brethren and your wife convinces you not to, you're married to a witch. You're you're married to a rebellious woman who doesn't want you to be a man, scared out of her mind that you're going to start leading her. Judges chapter 2, the verse says that God would raise up leaders. God would raise up leaders. Why would he raise up these leaders? To deliver people out of the hand of calamity. I don't know you, but I I want in America, and this this is the message this morning, would God be so merciful in our land to raise up godly men to direct us in a direction of prosperity and peace and joy and safety? I really believe that in every generation that that there's that stuff going on, the Bible says from time to time, they would undermine their leadership. They would start serving their foreign gods. They would start being plundered, taken to captivity and destroyed. And God was faithful to raise up leaders. God's, I want to tell you that God's provision for anarchy and craziness is that somebody would raise up and have the voice of God in his lips. Well, who are these people that, that God is speaking through to your life? Who are the people that influence you to live in such a manner where you got the open heavens causing your land to flourish and not be plundered? And so I know that if we were to follow any of these knuckleheads, that all they want to do is um, they want to diminish the expression of authority. Really? You want to have no authority in your life? There was a young girl in our church, in our youth group back in the day, name was Christy. And every time we would come to youth group, Christy's boyfriend, named Richard, he would turn to her and says, Joaquin is a, a phony baloney. He, he's not saying the truth. And he was taught constantly. So and they ended up getting married. They ended up having a family. And then she found out his gig. He wasn't following anybody. So she stopped following him. Then he says, hey, Pastor Joaquin, you think I could come over with Christy? Because we're having problems in our marriage. I said, yeah, bring Christy over and I'll talk to her. And so when we sat in my backyard, she said like this, Joaquin, I respect you like crazy. But Richie taught me not to respect any Christian leader. So anything you say, I'm going to disregard. Because he told me that what you were saying was no good. So I turned to Richie. I said, good job, Bubba. Good job. You just eradicated the government of God from your home and blessing. Because you are a rebel. You're a rebel. You follow no one. You respect no one. You hold nobody out in regards to honor. And that is my concern. In this, I have no doubt as I sit here behind this pulpit that God has provided leadership for America. I have no doubt. The gift of God is without, he doesn't, it's irrevocable. God is continually gifting to us leaders. God has been faithful to give you a father. The one you don't listen to. The one you don't regard. So now you are without rule in your life. There's no order. There's no beginning. There's no end. There's no day. There's no night. There's a huge nightmare because you respect 
No one. And here I'm trying to say, and this is a message to the nation. If America does not begin to discern the leaders God is giving you, there's no hope for peace. There's no hope for prosperity. We have a nation that nobody is qualified to rule. Look at this. When, when the last president came in, they were looking for a man that was not white, was not black, was not rich, was not poor, was not masculine, was not female. And you're, 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 you're picnic picking the reasons why you're not going to follow. Listen, that person does not exist. The person you want to follow doesn't exist. But rebellion is rampant in your heart. And so there God wants us to get to a place to say, Pastor, what is the essence of leadership? The essence of leadership is the home. And it starts with a man in Genesis chapter 12 verse 1. The Lord said to Abraham, Remove yourself from that surrounding country that you live in, from your kindreds, um, from the house of your fathers, and I'll show you a land where you're to walk. Verse 2, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. Verse 3, and I will bless them that bless you, and I will curse them that curse you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Verse 4, so Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abraham was 75 years old when he departed out of Haran. Chapter 18, verse 18, I'm going to make of Abraham a great and mighty nation. Surely, I'm going to continue with this great and mighty nation concept. Out of one man, I'm going to create a nation, and all the earth shall be blessed by this man. And the reason was, verse 19, because he will govern his household. There's that word again. He will command his children and his household. The government of his house honors the leadership of God. They follow in suit in the ways of the Lord to keep his righteousness and justice so that the Lord might cause Abraham to fulfill what God is saying. I have never seen an expression of fruitfulness that is birthed out of rebellion. Never. Whatever you import, you're going to export. Whatever's coming into your lifeline. And this matter of household, it says like this. I was looking up the definition of household. And it says, it is the... Um, The person in charge of the affairs of the okonomos is the one who makes the economic decisions as the legal kairos. The, the, the one who leads the members of his household. The leader must be good at managing himself before he's ready to start managing others. So that's why the Bible says it's so important to start at the home. Titus chapter 1 verse 6. What's it say? That if any man wants to lead, he must be faithful to lead his wife first. And listen to me, that is, a, that is not any small manner. To lead your wife means you have the integrity and the honor of the woman who's next to you. 
You're saying, honey, you can follow me because I'm following the Lord. Honey, you can trust in what I said because I already checked with those guys who know the Lord and they're saying that I'm seeing the things the way the Bible says and they got some thumbs up and everything's clear and we're moving in the direction of God. How glorious would it be to have a man check with his leaders on how he's governing his affairs so that when his wife says, and who are you accountable to? I'm accountable to the men of God I walk with. I'm accountable to men that are taking God serious. I surround my life with men who are weighty in the matters of the Lord. I was just talking to Charles Flowers from San Antonio, Texas. He's a pastor over there. One of the most respected men in that city. And we're just going back and forth and talking about many things. And in the fellowship of godly, wise men, there's an exchange that is a, is a blessing. When I'm long gone and forgotten and I'm no longer here, I want my sons to be gathered with serious men like they saw in the life of their father. I want to ask a question. Did God create any hermit dads? Kenny, Pastor Kenny, hermit dads. Oh, that would be a curse to any peoples. Oh, Pastor, I just, I like to isolate myself. I like to withdraw. I'm not really out there. Listen to me. You're a train wreck ready to happen. You're a train wreck ready to happen. You, you don't have insight sufficient to be alone. God wants to equip you. And he says this man must be a faithful husband of one wife, having faithful children, not accused of insubordination. What is that? What is insubordination? The tendency to not follow your leader? The tendency that you would not be fit to serve in the military? Because when we stand and we meet, you're not present. You're absent without leave. You're a law unto yourself. You're doing what is right in your own eyes. I'm telling you people that what is happening in America, and I'm seeing it. I, I see it every night as I hear these people speak. If you think that, that there is a conservative voice in this land, if that conservative voice is not living for Christ in his home, he's a joke. He's disparaging his wife, his kids, his family, his community. He's not a part of a community. And he's out there making fun of the people burning down walls and stores and statues. The Bible says if you remove a boundary stone of the fatherless, if there's no order, why are you upset at the people that are displaying chaos? Your life is chaotic. You're a law unto yourself. You, you're not walking in God's. So here I said, Lord, please order my steps. Lord, please give me some semblance of the fact that I could. I, I was talking to Larry Stockstill a year ago. And I said, he's out of Louisiana. He's a, he's a general in the faith. And I said, Larry, this is what's going on. And this is my concern. And, and I want to know if, if I'm doing the right thing. And he says suddenly, I'm so glad. I'm so glad you've made decisions in the way that you're going. Good for you. I can see that, that you're serious about God. And so you want to have those lifelines to men of God that are giving you the thumbs up about your condition and your disposition. My conversations with Pastor Richie on a weekly basis. Hey, where did I mess up? Where could I do better? 
What, what could we have said? What could we have done? Do you think I'm making the right decisions? Why? Because he brought me to the Lord? Yes. Because he's been walking longer than I have? Yes. Because he doesn't fool around? Yes. I want to be surrounded. You guys know the leadership in this house. We're not playing games. Not now. We haven't been playing games since the beginning. We have not been playing games. We, we want to be a part of God's move in the land. Uh, the question is this morning, are you a part? I, I was say, talking just recently. I, I've been very hard on, on women who marry men. This is what a woman says when she gets married. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. Wherever you go, I will go. But you know what? He doesn't have a God. He doesn't have people. And he's not going anywhere. How the heck could you marry someone who has no deference with honorable men? That has no weight on the scales. If he, you know, before a boxer boxes, they put on the scales. Okay, stand on the scale. Uh, sir, stand on the scale. Uh, sir, uh, ma'am, there's nobody here. There's no substance here. What, what are you marrying? You, there's no substance of any deference for leadership. And it's the most basic element to be able to lead. You can't lead if you haven't followed. I'll get an amen next week. That's fine. Listen. Those who oversee their own household. Verse 7. Titus 1.7. You know, a lot of people say, Pastor, why do we come to your church? I'll tell you why you come to my church. Because you're getting a download that I pray to God you go download somewhere else. You, know, you said, well, we're here. Where our families are here. We're doing the Listen to me. You, I'm injecting you with the mind of Christ, with the spirit of God, that you go out of this place and you go inject somebody. You, you go take this reality to somebody. You get on a blog and you start blogging your head to somebody about what God is saying to the church through his spirit. Or do you think that God is unconnected with these affairs? Pastor, I'm, faith, I'm faithful to the church in, in, in Milwaukee, Illinois. God knows. L listen to me. Move to Milwaukee, mister. If that's where your faithfulness and allegiance lies, move to that place and be the most faithful man in that leadership. But you won't because you're here and your head is in Alaska. You're not following what God is doing. And, and the worst thing about it, your children won't be able to follow footprints they don't have. And they're lost. One, two generations. And a spring of life, what? I, I think that my, my dad was there for 15 years. I think he, he couldn't catch it. Couldn't catch it. Couldn't give it away. Couldn't download it. He cannot be, uh, a leader cannot be self-willed. Insubordinate, self-willed. He can't be given to, over to offense. He can't be... Uh, given to wine he can't be violent he can't be greedy for money listen if you withdraw all the attributes of christ from leadership you have the devil in persona you have the devil running your house in the vacuum of no leadership the devil will stand the bible says sow the wind and reap the whirlwind if there's no leadership then there's no way you can formulate prosperity. 
The essence of leadership is the provision of God to be able to lead a people in the direction of God. Verse 8, not insubordinate, not self-willed, but hospitable, chooser of what's good, sober-minded, holy, self-controlled, governing self. Verse 9, holding fast. This thing in Hawaii, hang loose. So not biblical. Please don't hang loose. Hold tight. Grab on. Hunker your teeth down. When they fall out, grab with your gums. Make sure that you do not lose what God is giving you. Who has been taught. So if he's taught, he's able to teach what is good. Calling attention and convicting those that want to walk contrary. That was one of my, my things before coming to the Lord. It was just reckless anarchy, rebellion in every direction. Don't listen to dad. Don't listen to teachers. Don't listen to police. Don't listen to any semblance of anything calling me to order. It was full-blown rebellion. And so every time that is in the atmosphere, plundering, spoil, captivity. This, this city over in Seattle, the citizens of the zone, what's it called? A zone without, autonomous zone of existence. Then they want to organize. Oh, we don't, uh, we don't. You're a bunch of clowns. When you, when you disparage the existing authorities, demons will rule your life. Demon evil spirits will govern your thoughts. That was a famous German philosopher, Frederick Nietzsche says, destroy the church, destroy the Bible, destroy religion, destroy the thought of God. But if you don't come up with your own system of governing yourself, you go insane. What happened? He went insane, age 30. Son of a preacher, son of a minister, son of the devil. Hijo el diablo, rebellious in every, listen to me. The best thing I've done with my children as they were growing up, I said, always stay under the cover. What's the cover? Ask mom and dad. If you ask mom and dad, there's a supernatural cover of the Lord. Now, that's what I do in my home. Imagine your life outside of Christ that you never ask anybody. You're not accountable. You, you, don't, you don't know to ask. You don't know to come. Look in second. I'm going to finish here. Second Samuel 23. They, they told David, David, we've seen your life. And now at the end of your life, you're on your deathbed. And we want to know how you did it. How did you flourish? How did that kingdom take off and reach levels that we have not seen for a long time? First, uh, 2 Samuel 23, verse 1, these are the last words of David. He's on his deathbed. They're asking him, hey, give us the secret recipe to the, colonel, to the colonel's chicken. And thus says David, Thus says David, the son of Jesse. Thus says the man that God raised up on high. 
Do you see the hand of God being faithful to every generation to give you a leader that is inspired by God to give your life direction, purpose, prosperity, to give you peace, to be able to safeguard your concerns, to be able to speak into your life things that concern good and not evil. This is what the man who was raised up on high, he was anointed by God. He, he had something on his life that was from the God of Jacob. He was a man everyone knew as the sweet psalmist of Israel. Imagine that God gives you men of this caliber that are in your presence to which you do not adhere to, that you do not honor, that, that no one even knows your disposition and their direction. Verse 2, the Spirit of the Lord spoke by me. There, there is something that has been confirmed in the last 22 years, that the words that come out of my mouth are not mine. They're not mine. This is just a, a, an ebb and flow of continual wisdom and blessing and encouragement and rebuke and all that you need so that you stay the course in the purpose of God. It's just a gift. It's, it's not, I didn't go to school for it. There's, there's no academic theology that could come and, and provide what God, I tell people all the time, your life is a mess, come and sit in this place under the dew of heaven. There are wives that are rebellious like you would not believe, hijas del diablo, that when they come and sit here, some supernatural falling out of heaven comes and they start becoming godly women. Lo and behold, a princess of the Lord. Why? Because God is causing it to shower from on high wisdom. He says, the spirit of the Lord spoke through me and his word was always on my tongue. His words were continually coming forth. And today is not a day of anarchy. Today is not a day of spoil and plunder and things upside down. Today is a day to acknowledge, Lord, who are the men that you have called upon the earth to establish your kingdom? Because it's a kingdom of joy, peace, and righteousness. So he continues to say, the, the mystery behind the flourishing of my kingdom upon my deathbed is that God chose me as a leader over his people. Verse 3, the God of Israel said the rock of Israel spoke to me. There's no rule if the people are not ruling for God because leadership is a delegated capacity of a servant. Leadership is doing what God has called you to do. And our lives as leaders are blessing those who we lead. He who rules over men must do it rightly. Ruling in the fear of God. Listen to me, if you're a husband and you want to rule your house, your, your, your family has no obligation to follow you over a cliff. If you're in outright rebellion, 
There's a man in our church two years ago. He says, I want all my, all the, my family to leave the church. I want my daughter to leave the church. I want my wife to leave the church. Guess what happened? God erased them from the planet. I said, sir, you're going to lose your family. You're going to lose your children. You're going to lose your finances. And you might very well lose your life. Because you have no, you can't set yourself out to be a leader when you're not established by the Lord. You have no leadership capacity. Leadership is being under the Lord and ruling over men. You must do it in the fear of God. Verse 4. These are David's last words. He who rules must be just. He shall be like a light that continues to grow. Like the morning when the sun comes out, it continues to rise. Your leadership becomes more and more obvious as time passes. And the morning without clouds, there cannot be any shady areas of your life. You must be bold and, and out in the open like tender grass that springs out of the earth from a clear shining after the rain. Verse 5. Although my house is not so much with God, yet he has made with me an everlasting covenant. Listen to me. God's agreement is ordered in all things. It's, it's, it's things that are coming to God's order that are safe. For this is all my salvation and all my desire. Will he not make it increase if you do well in a small capacity of leadership? God will give you greater favor to lead other people. If you can't lead four people, you're not going to lead ten. You're not going to lead twenty. You're not going to lead a hundred. You will not lead a nation. Why? You can't even keep your household in a place of God's bidding. Verse 6. But the sons of rebellion. See, says, God has chosen me to lead, but there are certain men. It doesn't matter if you're King David or if you're the Apostle Paul or if you're Jesus Christ himself. A rebel is set on rebellion. He shall be like thorns that need to be thrown out because he they cannot touch him with the hand. They, they can't say, hey, come, come this way. Come, come this way. Come this way. No. He won't allow himself to be led. In his heart is rebellion. He has no leadership. He can't be led. The Bible says in verse 7, you need to take a steel rod. A man who touches him must uh, be armed with an iron shaft, a spear, and they shall be utterly burned with fire in their place. I just, I just think that wherever there's not a... Coming to leadership, if you, if you see Luke chapter 22, and I'll finish with this, verse 25, and Jesus says like this, listen, in the world, leadership is me forcing my heart's dictate on you. I'm going to force you. Amongst the kings of the Gentiles, they exercise lordship by, by making those, those who execute authority over them are called benefactors. They force their lordship over them. You have to do what I say or you are going to get it. Listen, not in the kingdom of God. Verse 25, 26. The Gentiles exercise lordship. But amongst you, on the contrary, if you want to be great among everyone else, let him be the least. And he who leads, let him serve. The qualification of, serve, of leading is serving. Not ourselves. 
not ourselves. Leadership is about serving others. The gift of leadership in America is a people that aren't in it for what they take out of it. The curse of leadership in Cuba, in Nicaragua, in Venezuela is that they, they exploit from the people. They, they cause the land to go into ruins. There's not a prosperous people in those lands because leadership is not according to the Bible. Let's stand this morning and ask God, Lord, you're talking too strong in these matters that I not listen to you. Judges 17.6 says, because there was no leader, everyone did as they pleased. In those days, there was no leader in Israel. Every day, everyone did what was right in his own eyes. And guys, if that is not confusion, I don't know what is. If chaos is not the result of non-leadership, and how does non-leadership occur when you become a rebel? Judges 21, 25 says it again. In that day, because there was no kings, everyone did what was right in his own eyes. The curse of doing what's right in your own eyes is you don't know what's right. You don't know how God wants to establish. Titus chapter 1 verse 5. He says, I left you in Crete, a pagan world where nobody was listening to God. I left you there for this reason, that you should set things in order. The things that are lacking. Appoint leaders in every city as I commanded you. Uh, Spring of Life Fellowship, America cannot get to where it's going by listening to the conservatives that are in rebellion or the liberals that are in rebellion or, or news outlets that don't have an answer. Um, the deference to a man called by God, the deference to listen to the voice of the commandments of God through his appointed leadership is the only way that America will set its course aright. This is a provision from heaven. That's why God asks us to pray for our leaders. Lord, if you're a wife, start praying that your husband become more godly. If, if you're a son or a daughter, ask that your parents would become godly leaders. Uh, allow the, the, the voice of God I, I recall the voice of rebellion. People would tell me, we are not going to listen to what the pastor has to say. <laughs> Bravo. You're shutting out the voice of God. The, the place there um, is low to bar. It's a neighborhood where you don't get to hear from God. I, I do that all the time. I just have men in our church, they don't want to listen to God. I said, why don't you take a 12-month vacation? So you could go listen to yourself real loud out there and God knows in, in what land. Because you did not, you had no deference for ushering, welcoming the gift of God to your life. And, and as a nation, we need to realize that, that everything that's going on is not Antifa's fault. It's not Black Lives Matters. It's not the conservative. It's not white supremacy. It's not the conservative party. It's not the Republicans. It's not Fox News. The issue is we're a nation without rule. We're a nation without leaders. We destroy our leaders. We make sure that we diminish. And every of these Christians that they think they're doing people favor, and every time they get an opportunity, they throw a rock at leadership. You never, you never see them at all highlighting the goodness of God. If you see when Saul died, the first king of Israel, 
And David had an opportunity to sing a song about him. He said, oh, how the mighty have fallen. How the men appointed by God, the precious men that God gave our nation to lead. And here we're destroying a nation. We're destroying cities. We disregard the mayors. We disregard the governors. We've appointed leaders that are not accountable to anybody. We're, we're going to churches that the man, there's a church here in town, the wife moved to Montana. She didn't want to be under her husband's leadership. And, and he's, a, he's a pastor. And people keep on going to that church. And I'm like, wow, if your wife doesn't want to follow you, I don't want to follow you either. If you don't have your wife's honor, you don't have your children's honor, you don't honor your parents, you don't walk in respect, there's no semblance of, of integrity in your life. Man, we, we're following devils. We're following men who, who do not want to lead by example. So this is a matter of several fronts. Number one, it explains what's happening in our government, in our country. We're, we're a country that destroys its leaders. LeBron James has to get a life. I wouldn't want him as president. He has nothing to offer. He has no example to follow. Hollywood doesn't either. So we need leaders that God has appointed to lead our nation in the fear of God. To lead our nation in the word of God. To lead our nation as they lead their homes. Because they lead their households in a manner that honors God, they could become a great and mighty nation. So, Father, we thank you this morning for your word. I'm going to make a special call to all the fathers of every family to come forward to the altar, please. If you lead a family, I want you to appear at the altar. I'm going to consecrate your leadership to, to the Lord. Because you have an incredible responsibility. Those young boys that you're raising up will serve the way you serve and lead the way you lead. And so, Father, right now in Jesus' name, these are the men who lead our families. They have the responsibility to lead their wives in the fear of God, the admonition, the gentleness, the example to walk in the manner that you have taught them out of your word. And, Father, just as they are present, just as they are faithful, just as they are consistent, just as they are prayerful, and as they walk in the fear of God, give them the blessing to lead a nation. Put in them the example that in them all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Let them govern the way that they are allowing their lives to be governed by your spirit. Let them be honored with the consistency as they honor the men of God in their lives. And let them promote justice and righteousness and peace in all the earth. In Jesus' name we pray. And the house of God says, amen, amen, and amen. <laughs> Greet one another in the love of the Lord. We'll be here for a second service in Spanish here shortly. And we thank God for his word this morning. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you.